0: Coming up on the WAC podcast, hoop season is heating up as we inch closer and closer to the postseason conference tournament in Vegas. We'll talk with Russell Brown, the voice of the Seattle U Redhawks, as they start the season 3-0 and on the men's side. And we'll also have the winners to our WAC Vegas ticket contest, how you can be a part of the madness, coming up next.
1: Welcome to the WAC podcast, Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner
0: and Kendra Sheehan. Good morning, everybody. This will probably be posted in the evening, but it is is being recorded in the morning. So I'll say good morning to you all. It's just me, Kendra Sheehan, here. Eric Danner is out at an NCAA convention. So not exactly sure what... He will be learning there. I believe it's on the broadcast side, but I'm sure he will come back armed with knowledge to share with the rest of our department, and uh, so super excited for him to have that opportunity. It's down in San Antonio. Some of our other senior staff members are there. Our Commissioner Brian Thornton, I believe our Deputy Commissioner Patrick Colbert is there, and so... A lot of great stuff going on this week. A lot of learning and a lot of new ideas and stuff that we can utilize in the upcoming seasons. So anyway, it'll just be me. So a short little segment before we get to Russell Brown, who will be joining us in segment two. He's the voice of the Seattle U Redhawks. He does play-by-play for ESPN for both the men and the women. So we break down both teams, and that's coming up in just a bit and as we dive into the WAC basketball standings on the men's side you know we're getting closer and closer to the tournament we just finished the Road to WAC Vegas episode 2 which aired this morning on ESPN Plus it will air weekly most Thursdays there are two Wednesdays that it will air um, end of February and we'll definitely you know keep you guys updated on when those changes will be on our social media but every Thursday up until WAC Vegas 11 7 a.m. Central Time, 12 Eastern Time. We'll be dropping this show. It's about 20 minutes long. We break down, you know, the big stories of the week. Uh, we pick a game of the week and we get a chance to talk to a broadcaster as well as a head coach of one of our member institutions. So it's a lot of fun. Check it out. And you can also watch it on replay on ESPN Plus as well. Um, so Matt, WAC men's basketball standings, Utah Valley Still at the top, and it was a close one last night. Utah Valley was taking on California Baptist. Uh, Trey Woodbury really came up clutch, sunk a three that was, you know, proved to be the game winning shot. Essentially, he had a killer dunk in the first half that I'm sure will go on our whack top play for next week. But you know, they're five and zero in the whack. They've won eleven straight games. Seattle U. Three and O in the WAC. They've won four games in a row. Those two are matching up on Saturday, so that's our WAC men's basketball game of the week. Seattle U does have a game before that matchup, and so you know they might not be undefeated. They play New Mexico State tonight, so we'll have to see how that one plays out. But um, you know, two top teams going at going at it. Um, Stephen F. Austin is four and and0. Right now, and they're on a win streak of six. And so it's interesting when you look at the WAC standings and then you take a look at the WAC resume seating system because. Uh, Stephen F. Austin is sixth, uh, in the WAC resume seeing system, and that's due to different losses throughout the season. And so you look at the resume seeing system, it's Utah Valley in first, Sam Houston in second, Seattle, Grand Canyon, Southern Utah, our WAC newcomer this year is sitting in that fifth spot. They're a solid team. Uh, they've been, they're 11 and six overall. Um, they started conference play really, really hot, three and one right now, um, Definitely a team to look out for as we move over to the women's side. Southern Utah, just as I had mentioned, the T-Birds four and zero in the WAC. They're on a four-game win streak, eight and seven overall. And then you take a look at the WAC resume seating system. They're down in fourth, um, and that's again just based upon non-conference opponents and and who you who your losses versus your wins are too it's a a formula that was decided by Kempom first year that we're doing it so it's interesting to see how it kind of plays out when you look at the standings and then also you know where they are in the seating system so our the top 12 teams out of 13 will get into the WAC tournament based on standings conference standings so you got to get into the tournament based on your conference record and then how we seed it is based on this other system. So both are still important, but looking at the WAC Resume Seeding System, Stephen F. Austin still at the top despite falling to Grand Canyon, which was a pretty intense matchup. That's a rematch of the WAC Women's Basketball Tournament Championship from last year where Stephen F. Austin you know, was able to come away with the victory by 10 plus points but you know Grand Canyon different team this year they got 10 new players that they're trying to integrate to the roster and they seem to be you know they have their ups and downs but they were on when they were playing the the Lumberjacks and came out with the victory Utah Tech that other team that you know we didn't expect they're still they're sitting in second they're 10 and 5 overall um, another team that certainly is one to watch. Then we have Southern Utah, UTRGV, Sam Houston, California Baptist at seven. So we have a lot of great games that are coming up this week as we kind of look at some of the schedules for games. Let's take a look at the men's Sam Houston, Southern Utah. I think that's going to be a really good matchup. Sam Houston, you know, is quite has been at the top of the of the league, and Southern Utah that that newcomer. Let's see, UTA, Grand Canyon, New Mexico State, Seattle U, all great matchups on Saturday. Then it's our Seattle U, Utah Valley, definitely one to watch as well. Grand Canyon, California Baptist, CBU has been kind of struggling, but, but they're finding their groove. And so what better way to do it against Grand Canyon? Um, speaking of Grand Canyon we had some breaking news some pretty unfortunate news for the Lopes as Javon Blackshirt Jr suffered an ACL injury when they played Sam Houston and the GCU had won that game but lost the WAC preseason player of the year and so you know that's that's just a tough situation and Hopefully he has a speedy recovery and all goes well. I know that that's a long recovery in general. Um, you know, season-ending injury and it's it's brutal. But uh, wishing him all the best and you know, hoping he can come come out on the other side better than uh, than before. Uh, women's side, some some big games to watch this week. This uh, tonight, actually, Stephen F. Austin taking on California Baptist. That should be a good matchup. Our WAC game of the week, Grand Canyon against UTA. UTA, new to the league this year, had won the league, their conference tournament last year. They, were, they had a bid to the NCAA tournament, Grand Canyon, another top team in our league. And then this weekend, some other good matchups. Uh, the Road to WAC Vegas. If you want to be a part of the madness, we are doing weekly contests on our social media. They're usually pretty simple. This past one was dress up your pet. And now we're doing, you know, comment your favorite show that you'd want to see in Vegas. And so I had the Blue Man Group, um, Cirque du Soleil. Different ones like that, and you're entered, and then we randomly pick somebody. They get two all-session passes to the madness. And so, definitely want to check that out. There's going to be a few more chances over the next coming weeks to earn tickets, but don't miss out. Coming up next, we are joined by Russell Brown, voice of the Seattle Redhawks, who's going to break down both their men's and women's basketball teams.
1: We would like to thank our partners, Hercules Tires, Ticket Smarter, and adidas now back to the WAC podcast
0: welcome back to the WAC podcast Kendra Sheehan now joined by Russell Brown Seattle U play-by-play voice of the Red Hawks ESPN plus broadcaster Russell welcome to the podcast
1: Andrew thanks for having me on
0: well it's been a a really nice start for the Seattle U men's basketball team we'll start with them first right now they're 12 and 4 overall 3-0 in conference play On a four-game win streak, from your side and your perspective of having called several games, actually calling all six at home that they've won 6-0 and at home, what has been your takeaway on where this team is starting to trend right now?
1: Oh, trending up for sure. Obviously, they had that great start. That was historic, dating back to the 50s and 60s. And then obviously hit a couple bumps in the road with Power 5 schools, but I think this team is closer than ever especially under the Chris Victor era, which last year was great as well, but uh, seems like the sky's the limit. They're highly motivated. So it's been fun to watch them come together.
0: You mentioned it, Chris Victor head coach. So he was interim head coach last year, right before the season started, he was named as official head coach, March, March 1st, 2022. And so this is really his first full season as a head coach. And without all of, you know, the extracurriculars that were going on last season What is kind of um, your takeaways on where he has progressed as a head coach and guiding this team and building the culture and doing exactly what he wants to do with this program?
1: Well, I think the first thing you got to talk about is, you know, last season could have been a disaster considering he became the head coach just a couple days before the first game. But as where he's grown, I mean, I think he was great to begin with. I think he's just been even better at motivating these guys to reach heights that they, you know, feel like they have in their grasp. And, you know, they talked about all season, you know, it's NCAA or bust after last season, they got a taste of success, but it wasn't quite enough for them. So I think he's kept their heads, you know, usually you don't want to be in the clouds, but he's kept their heads up there and, you know, dreaming of what they can really accomplish. He's a great motivator. He's a great man. The entire coaching staff has been amazing, whether it's been coach Pribble, uh, Justin Bradley, any of them on the coaching staff have been amazing and really motivating these guys.
0: Looking at some of their top scores, three guys are averaging in double figures. One of those Cameron Tyson averaging over 20 points a game, almost 21 points a game has made 53 so far. He's really electric and you know, this is his second full season with the Red Hawks after coming from Houston previous to Seattle. You, what have you seen in terms of growth from Cameron Tyson from last year and now just, you know, midway through this season?
1: I think he's become a true leader in his own unique way. He he motivates them in kind of the competitiveness, you know. You you can watch a practice and in a in a positive way, he's getting in guys' faces and getting them hyped up and getting them ready, and that's amazing to see. Obviously, his game has always been there. He's always been a prolific scorer, um, but I had a chance to talk to him uh, one-on-one a little bit earlier in the season, and his motivation's at an all-time high. Obviously, you talk about a guy who comes back home to the Seattle area. His motivation is to put this program, quote-unquote, back on the map. So just the energy he has and the motivation coming in the season has been off the charts.
0: Another guy that has paired nicely with Tyson, Alex Schumacher, who's 11.3 points per game. This is his first year coming from a Division II school in St. Martins um, previously. What has been his adjustment in getting acclimated to the program and the culture and building chemistry among these the, the team already?
1: Well, I think the first question coming in the season was, Without, you know, the loss of your primary ball handlers last season, you know, who's going to step up and Schumacher's done that really well. First few games, his shot wasn't there, but his leadership and his, you know, leading the team at that point guard position was definitely there. Now you see his shot come along as well. And him and Tyson, Paris Dawson, the entire guard unit, I think has played really, really well, but Schumacher is different. You know, we had Trammell last year that was on the smaller size height wise, but Schumacher is a little bit bigger, so you can do a few more things with him. And I think shoes really fit in well in taking over that position.
0: As someone who gets to be around the team and around the program on a, you know, regular basis, what do you feel like is the biggest difference maker for this team compared to last year's team that had Darren Trammell and, and those pieces that, you know, got them, you know, as far as they were able to get in terms of getting the bye in Wack Vegas last year? But what's the biggest? You know, difference that you see.
1: I think touching on it again, I think it's the hungriness. I think last year they got a taste. And this year they want NCAA. You know, there's banners hanging up there that are kind of old. You know, it's the 50s and 60s where this team was going to the NCAA finals, you know, and I think they want to accomplish great heights again. I think they're just so locked in on accomplishing their goal, which is, yeah, you got the whack regular season title last year, but they want more. They want the NCAA tournament and I think all of them push each other. I think the development of the guys that have returned, you know, whether it's Brenton Chatfield, who's been big, uh, Kobe Williamson, all these players that have really stepped up in year two that don't get the credit they necessarily deserve, I think all of them together have taken that next leap with a goal in mind.
0: From you know calling games last year and then this year, and you kind of mentioned a few players that you thought had taken a big leap, who maybe has surprised you the most – and has, you know, worked exceptionally hard in the off season and is kind of starting to have some of that hard work pay off on the floor this year.
1: Uh, I got to go to the two post players if I can do two. Uh, Branton Chatfield starting center. No, <laughs> he's really stretched out the floor recently. Uh, I think he just coming off a, a three for three performance from downtown and he, you know, showed it off in that Portland game, which was a huge road victory for that squad, but he's turned into not only a rim protector, He's stretching out the D with being able to extend the range. I think he's really been big. He said he's been practicing so much, you know, in the offseason, trying to be that. And then uh, also at the four position, Emeka Udini, you know, he's always been the Swiss army knife for this squad. And you talk to a lot of the players, he doesn't get the credit he deserves because he'll kind of a Draymond green type where he will, you know, get some points, get a lot of rebounds, get, you know, a few assists, but they pile up and he's the one that's diving on the floor. And he's the one that's kind of doing all the dirty work for this squad. So Chatfield and Denny really have solidified that post position and have allowed the guards to play their style of basketball. And it's been amazing to watch.
0: Looking at the schedule coming up, New Mexico State at home first is on Thursday. And then it's our game of the week is Seattle U at Utah Valley. This one going to be a really good one. Utah Valley, obviously on a 10 game win streak, both teams undefeated in the whack. From your perspective, what does Seattle U really need to do in order to come out on top during this matchup?
1: Yeah. I mean, last year, I think they split their two matchups uh, with them in Utah Valley. So it's going to be an interesting one. I know the Red Hawks, they're so successful when they rebound the basketball, uh, win the rebound margin. And I think that's going to be key again at Utah Valley. You can't give them second chances at the the hoop because Utah Valley, the Wolverines have been great this season as the Red Hawks have too. And, you know, they have to go to Orem. So it's going to be, you know, managing the crowd and taking care of the rebound battle, limit the turnovers as well. And I think they have a good chance.
0: That game will be Saturday, January 14th, a 5 p.m. Mountain Time tip-off. Want to switch over to the women's basketball team head coach Susie Barcomb in her seventh season at the helm of the Red Hawks. Currently they're one and thirteen overall, one and three in whack play. Schedule is certainly not getting easier for the Red Hawks. You look at their next two games, they've got Stephen F. Austin coming to town and then they're headed to California Baptist. What is the biggest thing for this team in terms of getting some momentum, getting some rhythm and and building some more chemistry and for the second half of the season?
1: Well, I think a lot of people thought that momentum would come after that first win of the season down in Texas. But it's the maturity of this team. This is a young squad, you know, another program on campus that lost its backcourt and trying to, you know, refine its identity. And Coach Barkham has said many times it's the mentality, you know, it's can we limit the mental mistakes Can we execute down the stretch? So I think they can do that. If you look at the games, you know, maybe the scoreline doesn't seem like it, but they're competitive in every game. They'll make quite a few runs and they get within striking distance, but it's just, can they get over the hump and really, you know, either tie the game back up or take the lead themselves? They battle. I mean, CBU game was close and now they go back down on the road. Tough game. Stephen F. Austin, I think preseason favorite in the WAC. So it's, you know, can they gel together and cut back on the mental mistakes? I think this team is going to be dangerous for years to come because they are so young and they now have their core. Maya Moore in the post has been terrific in her freshman season. Kari Church and has been great at the forward position, uh, transfer coming in uh, Norway international. Uh, Juliana Walker was one of the best players in the state of Washington in high school um, at Annie Wright in Tacoma. So there's a lot of talent on this squad. And I think it's just, can they gel together? Hopefully it comes in this season. If not next year, there will be dangerous.
0: Certainly you did mention the the um, the young team that this Red Hawk roster has this year. Peyton Howard is the junior guard. she currently is the only team player in double figures 10.8 points per game spent her entire career at sub- or excuse me at Seattle U so far. What have you noticed from her is, is the biggest um, where the areas that she's improved her game the most from last year to this year and over her entire three- year career at SU.
1: I think in the previous couple of years, she hasn't been necessarily the go-to person. And sometimes when that's thrust upon you and you know all of a sudden you are that person, that's a lot of pressure. Um, I think she's handled it gracefully. I think she's stepped up. I think she's the leader in points, rebounds and assists on average for this squad. So it's kind of go, you know, as she goes, Seattle U goes. And uh, I think she's done so well. Um, I, I'll shout out to Leah Clark as well. Another returner that's played big for Seattle U. Uh, she had her first 20 point game of her career a couple games ago. So I think those two together have been really solid, but Peyton has definitely been the leader, at least on the court for this squad. And it's, it's been great to see.
0: Talia Clark, you mentioned her. She's second in scoring for the Red Hawks, 8.9 points per game. What has she done in this off season? I know she was a factor her freshman year. She was able to contribute and now, you know, second year, You know, you get to the feel of the college game. The game starts to slow down a little bit. Have you kind of seen that from your eyes that maybe things are clicking a little bit more than they did last season?
1: Definitely. I think the confidence is at a sky high, you know, level, and she's a great shooter. She's been a great shooter. Uh, She's definitely one of those, uh, you know, microwaves. She can heat up quickly, and that's something that this team needs. And, you know, she kind of is the person that hypes up the bench as well. You always see her. She always has her family in the stands, too. If you ever tune into the broadcast, they're always usually over my left shoulder, making the most noise. And that just shows family to daughter how, you know, excitable she is. Uh, She's key. And if she can continue to shoot really well, uh, she'll continue to develop and be a big piece.
0: Well, thank you so much. We're excited to see what the second half of the season holds for the Red Hawks. We appreciate you, Russell, for joining us on the podcast. That is the voice of the Red Hawks, play-by-play ESPN Plus broadcaster. Thank you so much, and uh, we can't wait to catch up with you soon. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.